This is the Action Network Podcast. Without further ado. That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. Welcome to the Action Network Podcast Buckets Edition. My name is Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network, joined by NBA Futures Analyst Brandon Anderson. We're going to be giving you the quick and dirty details on the best finals, awards, and one other future to make as the NBA season resumes after the All-Star break. Glad to have you with us. Want to let you know that Absolutely everything we talk about is covered in the Action Network app, the award-winning app that helps you track your bets, get up to the second information on where the bets and money are coming in on. You can follow Brandon's prop picks there, always a nice hit there. You can track your own futures. You can get my analysis on playoff odds, all sorts of stuff, as well as Raheem Palmer's brand new MVP projections article over the Action Network app. You can also follow the podcast Buckets. We host Buckets multiple times a week. I'm on there like, Four different times. It's a great time. It's a, if you want to know more about NBA betting, not just picks, but the process, how Raheem Palmer, professional better, goes through it, how Brandon approaches his futures plays, all those type of things. Download buckets on your mobile device right now. Brandon, thanks for joining me on this Wednesday afternoon before the season begins. Glad to have you with us. We're gonna go through our best bets for title futures, player awards. And then one uh, extemporanea bet on any sort of other future that you can find. Let's not waste time, Brandon. Surely you're going to give me some sort of really reasonable answer for the NBA title future. I'm guessing the Suns, maybe the Nets, obviously Kyrie Irving might get cleared. Uh, maybe the Bucks, the defending champion. Who do you like as your NBA finals bet to start off? Yes, you know how I love to bet on my favorites and never long shots. Now, we're going all long shots here today. So if you've been listening to the Action Network podcast all season long from NFL, you know that kind of the way I felt about NFL going into the playoffs was I just didn't feel like there was a top team that I trusted. I felt like there was a bunch of good teams that were flawed and that the, the fields were ripe for some underdog run. I grabbed the Niners. It didn't quite work out. The Bengals ended up being the underdog that got there. That's kind of where I'm at on NBA. I'm looking for who's the underdog. I don't love the odds right now on the teams you said, Matt. Uh, the Bucks, the Suns, the Warriors, the Nets. I get it. I get all of them. I get how they can get there. But I don't love the odds. I'm looking for an underdog. And boy, somehow I have talked myself, Matt Moore, into coming onto the Action Hour podcast and backing the Los Angeles Lakers plus 4,500 to win the title. Not often do we get to bet on LeBron James as an underdog, not just an underdog, 45 to one underdog. So here's the scenario. I know it looks bleak right now. They're the nine seed right now. We only got like 20 games left in the season. They're almost certainly going to have to come out of the play-in. So you could not even make the playoffs. You could miss the play-in entirely. But here's the upside scenario. LeBron is LeBron. We get to the playoffs. We know he has that gear. Anthony Davis is rested and going to be rested and healthy by the time we get there. If we get to the playoffs, we're going to suddenly have LeBron and rested Anthony Davis. That gives the Lakers a pretty good chance of having the top two players in any game, in any scenario, depending on how things go. We saw 
how it went the last time Anthony Davis was rested and healthy in the playoff bubble. That's when they won the title. You get to the playoffs, you escape the play-in, you get a Suns or Warriors team missing Chris Paul or Draymond Green, or maybe with a slightly lesser version of them. After that, it opens up. The West is pretty open. You might get Dallas, Utah, Memphis in round two. I think the Lakers are probably favored in that series. And from there, you got a good chance to hedge. You're in the final four. We know LeBron makes the finals. That's my pick. 45 to one. LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's go. Well, let's just go ahead and kill all of our credibility just right out the box. We'll just go <laughs> ahead and murder our credibility and leave it in a gutter right out of the box here. So, look, we talked about this on the Buckets podcast earlier this week. We did kind of a, a, a similar type of pod longer. I can't disagree that you can talk yourself into it, but like a best bet, man. I asked for a best bet, and you gave me the Los Angeles Lakers. There is an even chance that LeBron James shuts this down, man. That, that's been floated. Their schedule is brutal. Davis is out several more weeks. If there is a point, LeBron's frustration is he's not hiding it. And he may just get to a point where he's like, nah, man. This, nah, this isn't, I'm not wasting my time on this. We're not going anywhere. I'm not going to go ahead and, and risk injury and put more miles on my body to play in the plan. I'm not doing this. Like, that's entirely possible. I don't mind you taking a flyer on it, but a best bet, Brandon. Here's the thing. 45 to one is about a 2% implied odds. I'm looking for the edge on the percentages. I agree. Like, look, 45 to one means that 44 of the times we're going to lose this bet. But if we go 45 times off the rest of the season, can't the Lakers make a run more than one of those times? I think they do. You have to know if you place this bet, like I have the Lakers at 44% to lose in the first round, 27% to not even get out of the play-in. So you got like a two out of three chance that your bet is dead before the playoffs got going. That's part of the bet. We don't need a huge chance. We just need much better than 145. I put them around like six or 7% to win the title. That means we're getting like three times the value here. Yeah, so but that's like, like I the don't, best bet. If you're still talking about 7%, like you want to tie up money on a 7% chance, even if you're getting EV? I do. I mean, that's, I do. that's, <laughs> that's, that's how I go. Yes. That's, that's, I'm that's how I play futures and long do. shots. I just want the value. Who do you like? All right. Uh, I will go with the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 650. Um, there's still a lot of confidence internally amongst the Bucks that they're going to get Brooke Lopez back sometime in the month of March. If they get Brooke Lopez back, this team is still very well positioned to win the title. Um, they have signature wins versus the Nets. They have signature wins versus the Sixers, even after the loss before the All-Star break. They match up well with basically every team. I think Miami is a tough one. I almost put Miami here. Like I was very close to putting Miami as, as the one, um, but I can't really get there. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, I believe in their combination. I'll, I've said this sporadically throughout the year, but since this is the time when people start paying attention, there's going to be a lot of conversation about Durant's foot on the line and how close the Nets were to beating the, the Bucks, even without Harden and Irving. And now they're going to have Irving likely and then uh, Ben Simmons. A couple things here. One, I don't think you can trust Kyrie Irving because he's been in and out and I he's always had injury issues. He just has. He hasn't been able to play a complete season. That's a concern. You got Ben Simmons. We don't know what shape Ben Simmons is going to come in. Um, I think the additions of Andre Drummond and Seth Curry help them, especially Seth Curry. I don't know how much it helps them. I don't know how much like he's a little redundant with Patty Mills. It's nice to have another guy, especially to make up for Joe Harris, who may may not get back. They have a lot of shooting. I still don't trust this defense. The last four games of the Nets Bucks series last year, the Brooklyn Nets gave up a 112 defensive rating. The first couple of games, it was like a 101 because the Bucks just couldn't score. They had their usual problems where it was like they would get the looks 
and the 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 shot would just rattle out. I think the Bucks move past that, and I don't trust the Nets to be able to hold this team under a one ten offensive rating. I do trust the Bucks defense to slow down Brooklyn over the course of a series. I think Kevin Durant can be the best player in basketball, and they can still get this done. Kyrie Irving does not make me more confident in a team. He is an incredible dribbler. He is an incredible shot maker. I do not believe that Kyrie Irving shapes the game the way that Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis Antetokounmpo most especially do. Kevin Durant shapes the game. But I do think that the Bucs have a better system, a better core. I think they're better coached, uh, despite all of the concerns with Mike Budenholzer. I think that the Bucs have lost a lot of imp- important depth. Like, that's an issue. Like, the Bucs are much, much thinner, and that's getting to be an issue. But I think the minutes that Bobby Porras has given them, I think Grayson Allen can be the Bryn Forbes in a series that they need. I do still think that this team is the most con- – I think this team just believes, like, no, no, no. When we're at it, we're the best. And I do believe that that confidence differential year over year – matters even if they needed a foot on the line and a bunch of injuries i still think that that matters i like the bucks at plus 650 to win the nba title yeah it's a great case i mean look, we just saw it happen we know they can do it and i think you're right if you're betting on the bucks you have to be betting on that the mental shift that they did it and now they believe they can do it and that that genuinely matters and, and i think it does like we we love to look at the numbers and everything like that but you have to believe that you can get it done. And we've seen, you know, what belief did for the Miami Heat, getting them all the way to the finals the year before that they just felt like they could measure up. And I think you're right. The Bucs, when they have their three guys, believe. And we know how good they've been with those three. I absolutely agree. The Bucs are definitely much more likely to win the title than the Lakers. I just don't think they're seven times more likely like the number. I'll take the long shot. I think the number is impacted a lot for the bucks by the regular season numbers are, are, are outweighing what they should in the models. Like basketball reference just posted their odds to win the title and the bucks are only at 2.8%. And that makes sense. Like they're not power rated well in my models because they haven't had their guys and they haven't really played the full strength. The bucks are a coasting title team. And I don't think the model, I, I do not think the models are taking that into account and we're not giving them, I think the proper respect, like, there, I think the questions about the Bucs, there's some questions about the depth, I think, for sure. If Brooke comes back, then you're screwed. But I do think that they'll still be favorites in a lot of the series, which presents you with hedge opportunities as you go along. Um, at six and a half, even though it's not 42 to one, I still think that there's probably a pretty good uh, return on investment there. Let's do the player awards. So lots to talk about. We did an MVP episode with Raheem Palmer over on Buckets. You can check that out. Uh, Brandon? I think you're going to go in a different direction though. What's your best player award future the rest of the way? Yeah, certainly. MVP is obviously much sexier. Some of these awards I don't think are really worth playing at this point. Guys like Evan Mobley, John Morant, Tyler Hero. Uh, I think those awards are mostly locked up. And I know, you know, you talk about this a lot, Matt. It, you want to bet on the long shot here. Like who's going to make a run now? It's the second half of the season. No, it's, it's really not. Where if the season was running a race, We'd be rounding that last corner and down the stretch we come. Like, we're, we're here. There's not a lot of time to close. So I think you need a race that's a little more open. I think the race that's open is Defensive Player of the Year. So we know Draymond Green now is going to miss another three or four weeks, which sucks because that was my pick before the season. I'm still hoping that we get a chance on that one. But if Draymond is out, I still don't believe Rudy Gobert, the favorite, is going to get the vote because I think there's a lot of voter fatigue. People are tired of the Jazz. They're tired of Rudy being great in the regular season and then the Jazz folding the playoffs. Giannis already won the award. I don't know there would be a lot of momentum for him. I've been looking all season. Who's the alternative? Who's 
if it's not Draymond, if Draymond isn't healthy enough, what's the alternative? So I got another long shot here. I like Robert Williams from the Celtics. And it's telling that I have to tell you who the team he's on, but he's 5,000 plus 5,000. So 50 to one, make sure to shop around. He's the fifth favorite at some books as low as 12 to one at some of them. So get the line. Here's the thing with defensive player of the year. It's an individual award, but it's often a team award. Uh, staff from uh, Vincent 15 on Twitter, defensive player of the year team rank in defensive rating since 2008. One, 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 three, five, two, two, three, one, one, two, two, one. That's all top three defenses except for one. Top three defenses right now are the Warriors, the Celtics, the Suns, and then the Cavs are the other one that could break in. The Celtics are second. They're closing hard. They've had the best defense in the league over the last probably six weeks now. They're going to pass the Warriors soon, especially with Draymond out. Robert Williams has been getting a lot of buzz lately. They moved him out of the paint. He's a help defender coming down and swatting a ton of shots. Celtics are second in the league in blocks. They are first in the league in effective field goal percentage on defense, under 50% as a team. Their defense is going to get better. Now they have Derek White in and Cantor and Schroeder gone, more Grant Williams and Daniel Tice. That's going to be a nasty defense. It already is. I think they get a lot of attention down the stretch here as the Celtics rise up the standings. Robert Williams, I don't know if you can get all the way there. You might end up having to cash out as your option here, but I think there's definitely value there. But at 50 to one, I think he's a very strong play if you can get it. You just can't take anything below 10,000. Like you can't take anything below 10. To, like there's not a single bet you can take below 10 to one. Like you have to go to try and get a fit. Like there are these long shots for a reason, Brandon. Yes, they are. But uh, th- at this point of the season with awards, it's yeah, it's, it's tough. I would much rather bet the long shot here in a race that I don't. You, do you agree that defensive player of the year is is a legitimately open race right now? Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. So it, I've been looking at that race for two months now saying, OK, if Draymond is hurt and can't win this, who I thought was going to win it, who is? Because I don't believe in Rudy or in Giannis. And I, I just I'm looking for an alternative. And Robert Williams is the alternative that has finally kind of come through for me here. So I have a I have a pick and then I want to talk about something else. Another another option real quick on okay. awards. Um, I'm going to follow the, the same time thinking that you have, which is I think DPOY has the best value here. Okay. Uh, but I'm going to not go with Robert Williams. Uh, I am going to go, however, with a similarly priced player at FanDuel, which is Mikhail Bridges at plus sixteen hundred. Yeah. So here I think is the difference. One, Williams has had injury issues. He's been in and out of the lineup all season long. That's a problem. Second, he only really kind of came onto the scene last year. Like he played like that back half of last year. You got to give the voters time to get to know a player. And Time Lord has not gotten been a player that's been in the rotation long enough. Mikhail Bridges has a, has a reputation for like the last three years of, you know, who's really good. Kill Bridges. And then last year, you know, who's really good. Mikhail Bridges. And now you have a situation where if you look at the best defensive teams in the league based off of um, adjusted defensive rating over at dunksandthrees.com, the best teams are the Warriors at number one. Draymond would have won. I, he's not going to win. I'm pissed. That should have been the, like, I still think there's a chance that Draymond just gets the vote. That they're just like, you know what? Yeah. Screw it. Like, it's Draymond. I think um, you might too. Boston is second. You're absolutely right there. But again, we talked about how they don't know him. Cleveland's third. Um, I will just say this. Evan Mobley should probably win the damn thing. Yeah. Like, he's not going to because he's a rookie. Evan Mobley legitimately should probably win the thing. 
And that's crazy for a rookie. That's how good he is. And if you want proof of that, based off of estimated plus minus defensively per dunksandthrees.com, Evan Mobley is fourth as a rookie. It's insane, Brandon. Like the Cavs with his third best defense, and it's mostly because of Evan Mobley, who's a rookie. It's wild. He's going to win it next year. I have, I'm almost positive he's going to win it next year. Um, the Suns, though, are fourth. Bridges has a marquee game where he shut down Steph Curry. The Suns defense has been great all year. Bridges will get the most credit for that beyond everybody else. They will want to award the Suns with something, and it may be coach of the year, but Bickerstaff, I think, has a really good chance there. Um, MVP, Chris Paul's not going to get it, especially with the injury. So I think Bridges at 16-1 to actually has pretty good value. I like Mikhail Bridges in that spot. Yeah, no, I think it's a very strong play. I I worry a little bit that it feels like the Suns might sputter a little toward the finish line with Chris Paul out. So with Bridges, like, I I don't know where's the spot where Bridges gets – where, where is he going to elevate? Where are they going to make the push? The Celtics can make a push up the standings. The Suns are there already. They can really only be worse than what they've been so far with Chris Paul out. So I just, I worry, where's the moment? You know, even the national TV game, the big moment, I don't know if it's there for him, but I, I'd be very happy. I love Mikhail Bridges. I think he's a first team all defense guy because of your argument. I just don't know if he gets the award here. I said this on buckets. I do think that I'm a little wary of buying in on the Celtics right now. What we're basically saying is like the stock has jumped by 43% and we think it's going to continue to go up to 158%. At some point, the, the Celtics are going to level off. They just will. Like they will probably cool off shooting or something, or there'll be an injury or something. I, I don't know that I want to be buying into Celtic stuff right now. And I, I would love to buy them two weeks ago when I talked about like, you know, what's weird. Like the Celtics are still top five in, in offense or in defense and the net rating at, at dunks and, th- and threes. Why is that? Um, one other option, by the way, at various books, there's a couple of that you can do this at. You can actually parlay Mobley to win rookie of the year, Ja to win most improved, and Tyler Hero at minus 1150 to win six man. That gets you to minus 163 at FanDuel. And what you can do then is you can then take Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, and you can actually round robin it. And you're going to come away with a pretty, pretty good price. If you do Embiid with those three, it's plus 295. If you do Jokic, it jumps to 497. And if you do Giannis, it jumps to 691. So if you if we consider those three to be locks, which I do, and if you think that the MVP is going to come from one of Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic, I know Brandon still thinks Steph's got a shot at this. Um, but you take those three and you can parlay it and do a round robin. I actually think that's a pretty good value bet based off of getting four to one return on these. I do not see any way that Evan Mobley does not win rookie of the year. I don't see any way Jaw doesn't win most improved. And I don't see any way that Tyler Hero doesn't win sixth man of the year. I 100% agree with you. I actually already bet this in several different ways. This was going to be my best bet. And I was like, nah, that's boring. Just betting the favorites. But you don't even have to put this on MVP. You can put those guys and parlay it with you know, whatever. Pick, pick somebody to win their Premier League. Pick a title, you know, pick NFL futures. You basically, if you agree, and I do agree, that these three guys are locks, that there is very little chance that they're not going to win this award, you basically could use this as like a 40% profit boost on whatever other bet that you want to make. So I even have bet this just with like a nightly spread, and I won the spread. Now I just have to wait out and make sure that these guys hit. So I agree. I think it's a great way to play it. All right, and final one. You got one more extemporaneous, any sort of et cetera bet. What is another future that you want to get money in right now? Yeah, so one thing, you got to do this quickly because I think these odds will disappear once the games start. But I have an article up at the Action Network uh, breaking down the scoring leader race. 
And right now, Giannis and Embiid are the favorites. They are leading the scoring race. Uh, I don't like them. I'm not going to make the case why so I can check out the article. I also don't love the long shots uh, because like guys like Booker, Steph, DeRozan, the guys that you want to get to, this is a math problem. We only have about 22 games left for most of these guys. And if you're more than a couple points back, it's really hard to close that gap. So DeRozan under, by the way, is another bet I recommend there. I'm playing two picks here. I'm playing the third guy and the fourth guy. So I like LeBron and Luca. I'm going to play both of them to win for a scoring leader. LeBron is at plus 310 at FanDuel. Luka Doncic is at 1,000, so 10 to 1 at DraftKings. LeBron right now, 29.1 points per game. So he's within a half a point. But remember, both of these guys have a similar case. No Anthony Davis. LeBron in 20 games without Davis this season, 32.7 points per game. You're right. Maybe LeBron just shuts this down. That's entirely in play here. But if he doesn't, maybe LeBron just has to do everything over this last month and carry them like he has without Anthony Davis. And by the way, LeBron likes passing Michael Jordan on things. Guess who the oldest scoring champion in NBA history is? It's Michael. So this would be, if you can't win the finals, why not win a scoring title? Why not just go have your first scoring title since 2008, I believe. I think LeBron is legitimately the favorite. He would be my favorite here. Plus 310, I like him. The longer shot I do like is Luka Doncic. Coming into the break, 35.4 points a game over his last 10 41 and a half points a game since the Porzingis trade. Gee, you think he's glad Porzingis is gone? And again, it's the same thing. No Porzingis, no second star. Also, no Tim Hardaway Jr. for a while. He's averaging 33 and a half without Hardaway. There's not a lot of scoring there. And a secret advantage. Remember, Luka missed a lot of December. So he's only played 44 games. That's good because these games coming up are weighted more for him because he has less those early chubby games, we'll call them. They don't have as many of those. We got a lot of games coming up that will matter for him. He's going to play a lot. He rarely sits out. I like the over on Luka Doncic's scoring points per game. I think he's a great 10 to one bet to win scoring leader. I think it's going to be one of those two guys, LeBron or Luka. All right, for mine, um, I'm going to take an NBA finals matchup over at BetMGM. I gave out Suns Heat over on the on buckets on the Tuesday episode, which you can check out. Um, I do think that you could still get very good value on a number of these. I just think that there's value on a bunch of these different teams that you can get to. Like, I like betting the finals matchups. It gives you a bunch of hedge opportunities when you get into the playoffs. And like, as Brandon knows, I'm always basically trying to build a complicated hedge option to come out with like a good amount of money. Uh, Brandon wants 50 to one. I am looking for like one and a half to one at the end with covering all my bases. I'll tell you this, Brandon, it's tough. I don't know what's going to happen any year, right? Like, what does anybody know? It's sports. That's why we watch. I am way more open to all possibilities right now. Like, there's just not like a dominant team where you're just like, oh, absolutely them. The closest thing is the Suns, and I'm going to take the Suns. Um, but I do think that there's probably value to, to talk off of what I did earlier. You can get Buck Suns at plus 1,000. You can get, if you want to go this route and you're just like, look, I still think that Kevin Durant is the best team, is the best player, and I believe in the best player in the postseason. Um, you can get net Suns for 10 to 1. Like, the best team in the, in the Western Conference and Kevin Durant in the finals at 10 to 1. That's pretty good value. So I think taking both of those options uh, along with the Heat option, you're going to come out with a profit if any one of those combinations hit. And it gives you a great hedge opportunity still. Like, if it's if the Eastern Conference – 
finals are any combination of Nets, Heat, and even if you want to go Sixers, if you want to go that route, you can. Uh, and then the other side is Suns versus whoever. That gives you a great hedge opportunity because the Suns will be favored in the Western Conference Finals versus just about anybody. And then like the only team that can maybe disrupt them before they get there is the Lakers. So you can take Brandon's 42 to one, and then you're in a great position no matter what. Um, so there's all these kind of options there. I, I like any number of combinations of the Suns Heat, Suns Bucks, um, and Suns Nets for the finals matchup over at BetMGM. Let's get wrap it up for the Action Network podcast. Thanks for joining us. Download Buckets right now on your mobile device. Check it out. Uh, you want more NBA betting? Raheem and I do Wednesday and Thursday night workshops on Tuesday and Wednesday evenings live on YouTube. And you can catch those in your feeds on Wednesdays and Thursday mornings. They break down the entire slate using Raheem's models. I weigh in with my extremely flawed model and we try and break down all the numbers and what works and what doesn't. We got the happy hour with me and Brandon Anderson this week on NBA championship tiers. Lots of stuff to check out as the NBA season kicks into high gear and we get ready for the postseason, which is just, as you were listening to this, 48 days away. We're going to be there in no time. Thanks for joining me, Brandon. For Brandon Anderson, my name is Matt Moore. Thanks for joining us on the Action Network Podcast.